Hi, welcome to Project Healing, a podcast whose mission is to shed light on true self-care, healing our inner demons, and connecting the world in deeper and more meaningful ways. We all have a story to share, and we're very excited to be a part of helping everyone to share their own along the path of their healing journey. I'm your host, Katherine Galvin, psychic medium and intuitive healer, and with me, I have my co-host. I'm Jenna Korzynski, empathic psychic medium and intuitive soul coach. I believe that we have to feel our pain in order to heal it, and that community is a large part of that process. Speaking our truth and riding the waves of life is how we heal, and we welcome you to do the same. This is Project Healing. We would like to thank our patrons for their support monthly, and if you would like to check out our Patron tiers, we have everything from monthly group meetings to just a simple shout out and one-on-ones as well as healing opportunities. So we would like to thank Jessica Lisland, Catherine Kendall, Manuela Cardenas, Reese the Rue, and Katie Duvetter, and Janet Adams, as well as Chelsea Ayers. Thank you all for your continued support. We appreciate you so much. Welcome back. To Project Healing. Hi, Jenna. Doing great. Doing great. How are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. I'm excited for this show's topic. Wait, before we get in, I have a question. Do you did you get a hand tat? Oh yeah, it's um, it's a pirate ship flag on a mast. Is it what? It's a temporary it, tattoo. Okay, yeah. I was like, when did this happen? And what, like, what? <laughs> Distracted by the temporary tattoo on Catherine's hand. All right. Yeah. Anyway, it's a pirate back flag. Back. Uh, my three-year-old picked it up. Perfect. Perfect. At least you I got like really a cool one. I usually get really, really lame ones. So no, I got the <laughs> shitty one. Like they have way cooler ones on, like pirate sharks and stuff. Yeah. No, it's fine. It's fine. They can have the cool stuff, I guess. All right. Yeah. So as I was saying, I am really excited for our topic for the show. And I keep stuttering over myself today. I don't know what's going on. It's a good thing we don't have a podcast or anything. Fine. We're still human. We Just because we have microphones does not make us superhuman. So it's okay. No, I think that's our psychic visions. True. All right. That's true. True that. <laughs> so I've had a lot of people bring this question to me and Jenna thought it was a really good idea to do it as an episode. And um, yes. we're just going to kind of like chat about this on this episode. Why, when I talk to serial killers, are they not in a completely healed state if they're on the other side? Why are we connecting to that evil energy is essentially the question, right? Yes. Yeah, so a lot of people will be like, okay, so Ted Bundy didn't have any remorse and he didn't feel like, and if you guys are confused as to what we're talking about, and this is like your first time ever listening to the show and you thought you were here for some like soul regeneration kind of stuff, no, um, this is that show, but we're also, I have a separate YouTube channel where I connect to serial killers and kind of get their side of the story, and send them healing and love and light and and try to like stop that generational trauma from continuing. Um, 
And the question has been posed, why are they not already in a healed state if they're on the other side? So Jenna and I were talking about this and trying to come to some sort of agreement. And I think we kind of did come to one, but we're still like full of more questions about it. So yeah, what I gather is that I'm connecting to the energy of that serial killer in the moment of their like murder spree or their crime, not necessarily where they are now on the other side. And I'm also talking to them about what it is that they did and how they felt at that time. So when you're connecting to maybe someone's grandfather who was in the mob, but on the other side, they saw that they like they were a criminal and they did wrong, they're still going to be able to talk to you about what they were doing in living, right? And how they felt about it and, and how they feel now about it. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will I will say that when Catherine first told me she was going to do this, I, I got nervous for her because I was like, whoa, that's some seriously low vibrator. Blah, 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 blah. We, we host a podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's some <laughs> serious low vibration energy. So I was like, Oh, are you, are you good? You're good on this. You know, and she was confident with it. I, I, I'm not, and I will be the first to admit it. I'm like, you, you go for it, girl. You go right ahead with your bad self. Um, but th- that was my question too, is like how, like if they're not coming from a place of positivity, like where are they? And Catherine and I, we both kind of share the thought pool that we're not so sure about like heaven versus hell per se, right. which may get us some flack. But Ooh, we're going there today, are we? We're we're going there. We're gonna gloves go there because off. <laughs> the gloves are off. But I mean, it's kind of hard to believe that it is just like heaven and hell when you've connected with so much energy, right? Isn't that how you feel about it? One hundred percent. Yeah. Are we going to spill the beans like on what our personal view of that is? I don't actually know yours exactly. Okay. I don't know if I know mine. (laughs) I feel like it's constantly evolving based on what spirit and like my angels deliver to me. So, you know, I don't know. I, I, I do. I definitely believe in like different dimensions, like different realms, if you will, for sure. And I've experienced that. Okay, so different dimensions that kind of ties into the idea that when, like, going back to the serial killer idea, we were talking, too, about how maybe they are healed now, but time isn't linear. So we're able to connect, like, who I was at 11 years old, that energy still exists. And who I am now at 31 – why is that always so hard for me to say? Who I am now at 31 – that energy will continue to exist. So the energy of this day exists tomorrow and yesterday, which is a yes. really like obscure kind of abstract thought to wrap your head around, right? Yeah, it's a very intense rabbit hole to go down. But once you're in it, you're in it because I'm going to give an example of how, like how this is like possible in my in my way of thinking and from my experience so people come to me and they're like I truly believe that my grandfather is reincarnated in my son okay cool 
but yet I can pull your grandfather in a reading. How can I pull your grandfather in a reading if he's reincarnated into another person, right? Because energy is everywhere. And it's like, I feel like it's fragments of energy in different dimensions. What do you think about that? I completely agree with that, actually. That's a really interesting way to put it. Like, that's that's a really great picture from my head to grab onto. So if Grandpa's spirit is living on in your son or is reincarnated into your son, and then you're still able to connect to his energy on the other side, it's because you're connecting to that soul's energy in his human experience as your grandfather. Now that soul has transitioned to being reincarnated into your son or your cat or like the fucking like ant underneath your feet, whatever. But whatever that soul has journeyed onto, that energy of its prior existence is still there, which is probably why we can also connect to past lives, right? Because you are able to see the energetic existence. And that's actually how I came to this realization is through my connection with Akashic Records and doing past life regressions is I started to connect the dots of how similar the energies were for people. I'm connecting with people I've never met before in my life and I can tap into these energies and view these lives of theirs. And they're like, how would you have known that that's my character or my personality or the thing that I'm struggling with? And that's when it kind of hit me is that we're, we're living on a different plane, a different timeline all at once. And our human experience teaches us something so different. Um, so back to serial killers though. Um, I'm just curious to know, like from your perspective, does it feel different to connect to a serial killer energy than it does to connect to someone's like loving grandmother? Like, do you, I mean, obviously I know the emotions and stuff may feel different, but like, do you feel different as a reader like in your body and what is that? What is that? hundred percent. And okay. So let's think about who I've interviewed so far. Cause they kind of want to break it down by each interview. Ted Bundy was the first one. That was my first experience that went on for a long period of time where I felt that that spirit, I was so blended with them that I was speaking like him. Um, mm. I had done that in the past and in, in various readings, but it was like, a quick blip of like laughing exactly like them or saying like words that they said in their intonation with their accent, their dialect, whatever um, speech words. And then doing this interview with Bundy, it was like, he was like standing in front of me, like halfway blended into my body kind of thing. Um, And then with the next one, who did I do next? Eileen Warnos. That felt like connecting to someone who had very serious depression. That didn't feel as intense or as disturbing as connecting to um, Bundy did. But nothing prepared me for reading with Charles Manson. That Mm. was crazy. That um, interview, I'm surprised. The Ted Bundy one has more views than any of them on YouTube right now. But the Manson one, that was intense. I could feel like I could feel his presence coming into my body. It was like, you know, what's interesting. I couldn't watch that one 
I started to watch that one and I, I had to turn it off because it, I don't know, something about your energy freaked me out. And I was like, nope, I'm, I'm shutting this door. So, <laughs> so that's kind of funny. interesting that you say that it was really intense for you because I didn't, I was like, no, I can't do this one. It almost felt like watching you connect would cause me to connect in some way is how it felt to me. Probably so I was like, I'm shutting this down. Yeah. And we're protective of each other anyway. So that would make sense. Um, I'm actually, I'm in the room that I did that interview in and I was set up on the other side of my room and to the right of me was the entrance, is the entrance to the room. And I remember going to connect to him and it was almost like watching him walk in the door and sit next to me and he was like ready to do it. And I got so dizzy. I felt myself swoon a little bit and I really got into the energetic state that I was prepared to channel for him because I, I really think that's what I'm doing. It's like a type of channeling because you're you're blending yeah. with them. It's it's more than just mediumship. Um and in connecting with him, that that was crazy because listening back to it, I could hear like the slow drawl of his voice because he spoke so slowly and then he'd like kick it up and did like this crazy when he was in his state of mind where he was just so chaotic and that felt different than his slow drawl. And he just, and I know he wasn't from the South, he didn't draw, but like that slow speak kind of thing. Um, But anyway, that, that was definitely different. That was very different from the energy of either of the previous two. And it was different than anything I had ever felt with exception to one person's um, grandfather who was an awful evil person. And I had to dismiss that spirit from my own, like, standing in front of my um, living room window, like over and over, I could feel him standing there and I dismiss him and he'd come back and I dismiss him and he'd come back. He'd never come into the house, but it was enough that I had like, like, I don't want to say banished because then we kind of start sounding like vampires and like all this stuff. But, (laughs) you know, you tell them to leave, you set the boundary and I did. And then it was like, he would stand outside the window staring in like, Mm. hey, I left your house, but I'm still here. So it was growing that light force like farther and farther to create the boundary to like kick him off of my property entirely. That was yeah. an intense spirit. And I would equate that to like the spirit of Manson. But if you do listen to the Manson interview, and I'm not telling you to because I totally respect that. But if that is your cup of tea, listen to that interview. And what I gathered from that was this really sad, broken existence of like a teenage boy who couldn't grow past the like age that his traumas were incurred. And like everything he did was simply to regain control over his life. It was all about regaining control. And I actually, I finished that interview and watching it back, I was just floored by the pain you could feel within him. And it's, it's, it's so interesting because these people, yeah, they're monsters, what drove them to that point? And I've always, I was just saying that to my mom right. today. Wow, we've gone a lot of episodes without bringing her up. But I was just saying that to my mom today. True. Yeah. Sorry, Kelly. You're back. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, hi, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> that I've always been curious about why murderers or rapists or anyone who lives that life, what causes them to do that? And are they in a normal mental state when they're doing that? Are they very conscious of what they're doing? And if they are, what makes it so that they 
feel that it's justified or that it's okay? Are they out of body or is this like a survival mechanism that went too far? Like, why are they doing this? It's always intrigued me. And that's kind of what fueled this. And then in working with um, a coach recently, she had pointed out, she's like, you're still trying to heal them. That's what you're always trying to do is send people healing. So that's what you're doing. You're seeking understanding to send them healing. So I've made it a point now after the interview to sit in like peaceful light and try to send them that healing energy as well. And even if you're on here listening and saying, well, they don't deserve it, maybe they don't, but their lineage does. And time is not linear. Ted Bundy as a child, maybe Ted Bundy as a child needed that healing energy. So they've all felt different. I also thought about with you, oh, I'm sorry, with you sending them healing, I also thought about because I get so caught up in this whole like, time does not exist thing I think about like if there are souls connected to them that are reliving what happened to them through them that maybe what you're doing is helping to provide healing for those victims as well because maybe maybe something will shift in that you know they say what do they use it as like like a haunting a haunting, right? So they consider a haunting to be like when a spirit like recur, like they show up over and over and over again to the same place to relive the same experience, right? Um, so if they are living in a haunting, if that's a thing, um, then maybe Catherine sending healing is helping someone, honestly. Like maybe, maybe they will start to choose differently. It's, what's done is done, but... We're getting all sorts of woo-woo here, guys. So buckle up, Broncos. I love it. (laughs) Well, it's funny. Um, Oh, go ahead. When I first started um, my TikTok account, I was reaching out to people who had been – who had like murder stories or or missing people and I was covering those. But it felt really wrong to me because I was reaching into these unsolved cases and I was thinking like, someone's going to hear this or see this and I'm doing this in a place that I gain followers, but these people haven't been found. So if I want to help them be found, or if I think I have information that needs to be done in private. So I took it all down and I got a lot of backlash for that. And my account like was stagnant for a very long time. And I was still giving like intuitive tips and stuff, but it always came back to like TikToks for fun. What is my fun? I love murder stuff. I love crime cases. It's just what I like. I mean, plenty of yeah. people obviously do, or there wouldn't be such like a such a popular outlet for it in the media. So, right. bringing that to it made it fun for me again. And I'm losing my train of thought here, but essentially the point is with these serial killers, with the well-known ones, reaching into their energy feels less disrespectful because in my mind, it's already been so done on the media that I'm not putting anything out there that you're not going to see on the news or anything like that, you know? So I think that that's fair. And then I'm connecting to their opinions and their views and their emotions rather than just the facts, which is so important. The case is like a lot of people, and I'm going to say this on here too, just in case you haven't heard my take on this. People like Shanann Watts and her little girls, that's off limits. That's disrespectful. Those people deserve to rest peacefully. Yeah. That's different. So no victims. What do you feel though about, um, you know, a lot of people say 
and we've seen this, we grew up in this actually is like the um, school shootings and that type of thing and how um, we know that it was like noticed that it was like a trend almost like and people said stop giving these horrible people spotlight. So what do you feel about like when people say something like that to you that like, oh, well, you're just connecting with mm. these like high profile killers and you're glorifying them um, and you're doing it for like clout, we'll say, because, you know, that's everybody's favorite word right now. Like, what's your response to that? Because that's I mean, that's word. it is a very popular word. Um, <laughs> I would say that I'm still doing this from a point of bringing healing. And then I'm also finding my crowd and my community that's also into this. So if I can yes. tie the crime junkies to the psychic junkies and get it all in one place, then I've got like all my cups of tea. And that's exciting. So I don't believe, am I, am I doing it partly because it gets follows? Hell yeah. And I think it's really interesting. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna, I, I want to be transparent about that. Yes. But Anyone who's on an app like that with their profession is doing it for follows anyway. The thing is, the difference is that I also see this as an opportunity to grow in my forensic mediumship, which could give me the opportunity to work with an actual PI, an inspector, um, the police department, a family looking for a loved one, stuff like that. Because the more practice you get, the more you hone in on your skill, right? And on your craft. So if I'm yeah. doing that with serial killers who are already well-known, then I'm getting my practice without hurting anyone else's feelings. That's the way I also yep. see it. I like that. I like that. And I do, I 100, for the record, so I'm saying this for the record, I do believe that Catherine is doing this from coming from a place of healing, but also like her personal interest, just like she just stated. And I wanted to bring that up because of, I feel like other people like projecting stuff, are, are projecting stuff onto her. And I don't think that. You know, that's yeah, right. And to be truly honest, I haven't had anyone actually approach me saying that yet. And I'm sure people are thinking that. But I, I guess that's a testament to my growth over the last year or two. If someone wanted to say that to me, I'd say, okay, keep scrolling. There's plenty right. of content there for you that you're interested in. You don't have to follow me or like me. Just like, I don't have to follow or like you. Part of the like being like the best part about being in the place that I'm in in my life is realizing I really don't have to care if someone decides they don't like me. That used to keep me up at night. Right. Doesn't anyone. Yeah. So you don't and like what I'm doing? Look the other way. Yes, exactly. Okay. So I have another question for you. I told you I was going to have a lot of questions about this. You, I'm totally do, stoked for this. Um. So for me, um, I I have very strong boundaries around um, different energies, right? Like I don't want to connect to negative energies because it freaks me out. And for my personal experience, like I've seen enough evil in my life that I'm all set with like dealing with evil in the afterlife sure. as well. So um, that's something that I worked very hard to do as did you. Um, and when I am connecting for people, if I'm trying to connect to someone in their family and I get like this rush of like knowing that they were not a good person. And it's really interesting what happens. It's almost like my guides have a meeting with their guides and they're like, nope, we're not going to do this. But they will allow me to communicate like guides to guides, but not connect to that specific person. So I'm curious um, if you had that experience in the beginning, like did you have to bring some walls down to be able to really go in there? 
I think it's a perspective shift because mm-hmm. I'm going in there with the intent of healing. So I'm not feeling that they're going to do anything malicious to me, which might be a totally naive perspective, but that's the way that I see it. Just give me my rose colored glasses and call it a day. I just think that. No, but I think intention is everything though. So if that's like what your intention I don't feel is. Threatened. And that's- I'm there to give Good. them a voice. And if there's someone like Bundy who freaking loved the glorification of it, why is he going to harm me when I'm the one bringing him a voice? You know? Also, and I feel very strongly about this, I am not connecting to anyone whose energy feels overwhelmingly awful to me. Okay? So let me think of someone who – Albert Fish. A lot of people have asked me to interview Albert Fish. I wasn't really sure what he was known for. Do some Googling for yourself. He was, I believe, if I can, I've listened to so many serial killer podcasts in the last couple of weeks, like starting to mix them up. (laughs) But I'm pretty sure he um, raped and killed and tortured children. I won't do it. I will not connect to that energy. I don't want to be a part of that energy. So no. Right. So I won't do anything around children. And I won't do anything that feels off to me. So if it feels okay to me and I'm comfortable reaching into that energy, I will. And let me tell you, Dahmer was the last one that I did. And I really did it because he was so highly requested. And that reaffirmed to me that if I don't feel right about it, I'm not doing it because I had knocks in my house. I felt like I was being watched for a couple of days after I must have like, I had to sage and sage and cleanse and cleanse and like crystals everywhere. And Oh my God, it was awful. It just didn't feel right to me. So if it doesn't feel right, I'm saying no. I don't want to interview that person. The the Green River or the Genesee River killer from Rochester, New York. Do you know who I'm talking about? No, I don't. He killed prostitutes. But like the things that he did were horrific. And if you listen to an interview with him, he didn't care at all about mm. what he did. Like that kind of energy, no thank you. And if I can find a picture of that killer and I can look into their eyes, I'm going to, you know, you're going to know instantly. Am I comfortable with yes. this or not? And yeah, if I'm well, not, and I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because that is something like as intuitives, we know what we're connecting to. Like we, even when we meet people, we know what we are connecting to because we can, we read energy. That's what we do. So I'm glad that you brought that up about like how you kind of select, I was going to say select your victims. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Freddy and slip. Yeah. Jenna does how not like that I do your, this. Your killers. <laughs> Well, I, I don't like it for me. I could, I mean, you go do you girl. But like when I think about myself stepping into your shoes, I'm like, mm, no, yeah. <laughs> no. I, will purpose, I will own my scaredy cat in that. You know what it is though? Area. I like, I was just talking about this with my mom today too. I like to shock people still. Like it's part, maybe it's part of being an Aries. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I like to go. She fucking did what? (laughs) It's one of my favorite things. So (laughs) I do like doing it. And I also, I also am going into it with the intent of healing. I want to shed light. I want to bridge gaps. I want understanding behind it. 
And I also should have been like a forensic psychologist working in a criminally insane asylum or something like that because clearly this is my jam. So this is how I get to like connect everything. My dream of being a reporter, a journalist, whatever, a psychiatrist, getting into criminal justice, and I can talk to dead people. Let's just roll this all up. It's great. Well, that's what's really interesting is like getting in the minds of serial killers from an energetic level as you pursue um, like forensic psychic work, like that's kind of genius because you have to know how these people tick if you're going to help. Like that's part of the process. It's not just the victim. It's it's getting the mentality of the killer as well. But I keep losing this thought. Um, When I'm connecting with them, And this was true with Manson as well. As much as I felt dizzy and I felt like not out of it, I felt foggy. I felt like I was disconnected from myself. And honestly, I was really proud of that because that meant to me that I had a really strong connection. That was, I I knew that I had that connection. I could feel his presence. But when I did that, it was very clear to me that there was like this like clear like stop between us. That's not. It couldn't go farther than I wanted it to go. Mm. It's like letting you in. um, It's like a cage at the zoo. You can see it. You can get close to it. I'm just, I'm envisioning when I went to the Buffalo Zoo with my, with my aunt and my brother and my sister when I was a kid and the um, cockroach, um, there's a cockroach exhibit and it, it was like that convex or that concave glass. And you couldn't tell there was gaps between you and the roaches. And my brother took my hand and like shoved it in at the window and I screamed. So you might not be able to like see it or feel it or know that it's there until you're right up on it. But it's there. I'm protected. I'm behind that roach glass. I don't know why roaches. Yes. I hate them. I love it. The roach glass. I I think it's important to bring up the fact that like. This isn't like novice work, guys. So if you are new to your spirituality and you're not quite the greatest about setting boundaries and your protection and all that, please don't try to tap into serial killers and this type of energy. Like Catherine has been doing this for a long time. She is confident in what she's doing. And she is, I mean, if you know her, you know, the girl's got her boundaries. So she don't take no shit. No. <laughs> yeah. So, um, this, I just think it's important to say that, that this is not novice work. So if anybody is out here listening to this and, and you're younger and you're thinking, Oh, I want to do that. Please make sure that, yeah. that you are in a good space to do that and don't just play around with things like this. I, I feel that needs to be said. <laughs> don't try this at home, kids. Right? <laughs> Mama Jenna just came on the show to give the disclaimer. I did. You had I to. I did. Well, I think about like my students, you know, I teach dance. I don't know if they listen and I'm like, oh gosh, please don't all go trying to connect serial killers. Let's not do that. <laughs> are you calling me a bad influence? <laughs> You're an adult. You can make whatever choices you want, okay? <laughs> Kelly can call and yell at you if she wants to. That's not my job. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, she called me a lost cause. Um, yeah, though. I do think the energy is different, but it's also my intent to connect is so much stronger, I think. Because I don't yeah. want to let anyone down. I want to make sure this is, like, worth it, you know? 
it, it reminds yeah. me of my grandma always used to say, if you're going to get caught, make sure it was worth it. And then yeah. I feel like yeah. if it's going to fuck with your energy, make sure it's worth it. I haven't really looked at like your comments on YouTube. Have people been nice? Have people, have people come at you at all? Um, I had a couple really inappropriate sexual comments that YouTube deleted oh. for me. But <laughs> I mean, you is, you is cooking good looking. <laughs> Oof. Um, oh man. Yeah. There were a couple of pretty rude comments that were dirty. There's been a couple of, um, comments of people being like, Oh yeah, you can look any of this up online or whatever. And I just ignore it. I don't yeah. answer it. Yeah. You have to. Yeah, we we couldn't be on social <laughs> our sounds of the seasons. Um, you we can't be on the platforms that we are on if we don't have some sort of a thick skin because people do come for us. That's like just a part of the way the cookie crumbles for sure. So I have I have one more question for you. Um, and we kind of touched on this, but I'm just curious to hear like your take on it. Like, where do you think these people are? Do you do you think that there is a part of their energy that's healed or do you think that they like live in that unhealed energy kind of as like, well, that's what you did. So take it. I don't know. I don't think they are healed. I mean, it kind of makes sense because why would they be given the opportunity to be healed after what they've done? Right? Right. Like, can't we learn this soul lesson without slaughtering, like, 20 people? Just saying. Seriously. But, Seriously. But truly, I don't think that every soul heals. I think that right. that's a really naive thing to think. And I know that we tell people all the time, yes, your your grandmother has healed on the other side and whatever, whatever. And typically, like, you see physical pain, you see emotional pain. That does heal on the other side for the most part. I don't believe I've ever had to like lie to anyone about that, but not that we would. I know you and I have had that conversation. It's not something that we're willing to do, but these souls, these people at least were that soul's human experience. No, I I don't think that they heal on the other side. I believe that Eileen Warnos, she felt different to me. I think that she can obtain Mm. healing. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it depends on their life path and how how they ended up there. Interesting. Interesting. All right. We will see. The next couple um, killers are going to be female killers. And I, I'm wondering how that energy will differ from that strong male energy as well. But we will yeah. see. Hopefully All by right. the time the straps, Nanny Doss will be up. So go see the giggling granny on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. If you guys have not checked out Catherine on YouTube, go check her out. Her name is the same across all platforms. So she's easy to find. Um, and show her some love. If you're bringing the hate, just just keep on scrolling like she said. Okay. Um, and we're going to do a conversation card because that's what we do. Let's see what we <laughs> oh, I like this one. This is a self-expression card. How can others tell when you feel excited? How can others tell when you feel excited? Yes. 
that's too easy. It's all over my face, my voice, my everything. Oh my God. I'm like a child. How can others yes. tell when you feel excited, Jenna? The same. I'm like a giddy little child. I, I I laugh a lot. That's like part of just who I am. But I laugh even more when I'm excited about something. Um, and I'm the same. Like I can't hide my emotions on my face. So, you know, I'm not the best at like yeah. surprises and that type of thing. Because when I get excited about something, I'm like, oh, my God, I just have to avoid the person altogether. Yes, I'm the same way. <laughs> If you're telling me a secret in public, you have to be like, keep your eyes forward and do not react. Do not react. Right. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Don't say anything. Don't look over there. Don't look over there. Uh. So oh, man. Well, that was an interesting episode. That was a lot of fun. If you guys have any questions, you know, you can always email them on over. Um, if you have any requests for the next murderer or murderess. Please send them to either my email or Project Healing, and we'll be sure to get to them. I'll add them to the list. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on Project Healing. Oh, 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 oh,